Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake goes to Hershey, Chuck blanks out on another pre-release, and we are taught, or we are joined by a top performer at Salt Lake City. Another? Like, another? You yeah, you yeah, <laughs> threw me under a bus. I don't know, I just, I, no, well, I, I don't mean to, I just kind of naturally do, you're my best friend, so of nat- course I'd have to throw you Naturally, after they get sound worse than <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't already feel bad enough that I pulled that I got zero cards <laughs> out of seven packs, but hey, it's fine. You know what? I think I, I lied though. Like because... out at another pre-release. Well, you know what? I can't say that because last time you pulled the the gold Zora arc, so I I, I kind of lied on the intro. I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't. I kind of I didn't have that written down. I just said blanks out on a pre-release, not another. I just kind of add the added it. <laughs> uh, so that's my week in a nutshell. Went to a pre-release. And I blanked out zero packs. Uh, Lost Origin was nice to me. So Silver Tempest is going to be, it's one of those sets to me. Right. So it is I'm still done early. with it already. One pre-release and I'm done. Not I haven't even more. opened a pack. So <laughs> you're ahead of me, my friend. I have just as many pools as you. So, and I have open stuff. So it, there we go. You're already ahead of me in the wallet game. So. Well, I guess so. <laughs> you can look at it that way. But I'm actually not because uh, this weekend uh, went out to Hershey uh, to go see my cousin and his son for his birthday. Um, you know, Halloween weekend. Uh, and we went to Hershey Park. And so, you know, we spent that money I was going to do on the pre-release on, you know, Hershey Park admission and hotel and everything like that. Uh, we were there from basically open to close. and. We literally went on three rides. <laughs> the lines were ridiculously long for like the shortest. I, it was it was so it was, it was such a great park. At least this is the first time I've ever been there. It looked so awesome. Um, did very little exploring because we were in the line so long. Um, but I feel like I would li- like to go back to Hershey Park um, when it's less crowded. Uh, you know, there's not that holiday craze. Uh, it was a nice weekend uh, in, in October. So uh, I think people were just trying to take advantage of that weather while we still have it here on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, I can say it was a nice holiday weekend weather-wise because our trick-or-treat was over the weekend. Yeah. And it was really nice weather to hand out candy. So Right. Well, you well, okay. Before I, I only we, got, before I we only go got on. one Pikachu. I only got one Pikachu, though. Yeah, well... So. well you, you did say candy. that you were going to hand out the Pokemon packs. And I know my I son got though. to get... Oh, what? You hoard them for yourself. Uh, no, I gave them away at the birthday bash. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I thought well, I was like, I, well, when I, found out, when I found out that I potentially had 500 kids come to my door, I said I'm not handing out Pokemon cards. It's just the first just X expensive. amount of kids. Uh, you didn't have to and do it, it was, for all 500. <laughs> it was at least, we got at least like 300 kids through the neighborhood. Holy bejeebus. So, uh, you could have been I the am, cool Pokemon guy. I could have been, but my I can't afford to be. <laughs> like I said, it could have been just for the first like, That would have been kids. like 10 bags of that. That's like $100 <laughs> in Pokemon cards. Like you've not spent $100 in co- Pokemon cards before. That was complete uh, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> correct <laughs> but anyways uh yeah I, it was a great weekend uh great weather uh you know halloween was awesome and you know we both just had some fun either i didn't really do very much pokemon stuff related but uh it was still it was still a fun weekend 
Um, but we, I, we are joined by, I guess, as I alluded, um, we are joined by a top 11 finisher at the Salt Lake City Regionals, the recent Salt Lake City. I think that was actually a couple of weeks ago now. Um, but uh, at number 11, Ryan Adams. Uh, how are we doing, my friend? What's up? How's it Not going? much. Just, uh, just enjoying the, you know, the, the week. Uh, hopefully, you know, it'll go by quickly so we can start getting some more of these pre-releases here, at least locally, and then uh, play some more Pokemon. But uh, how's your week been? Uh, not too bad. I actually did my pre-release this na- this last weekend. Uh, did not do well on the... I didn't do terrible. I got a secret of the V-Guard energy, the gold one. Yeah. So that was pretty sweet. Other than that, though, like my d- the deck for the pre-release was pretty bad. And <laughs> overall, the pools were like not that great. But I had fun. I had fun for the most so part. So how was like, how was the pull rates um, just in general with like the prize box and, and just everybody's, um, you know, Man. pre-release kits? Were they bad across the board? It was not just not just you. Uh, no, I think the, the pools were pretty cool. Uh, I think in looking at the box that we had from the prize pool and everything, uh, I think I remember seeing like two gold cards or, or a rainbow. Uh, there was only, I only remember seeing one art alt art pulled on the day and I was a little mad about it because the store just, it was out of the like three or four random packs that didn't give away, get, get, oh, didn't man. get given away. Yeah. So the store owner just was like, I'm just going to open these. And he got the alt art Reggie Drago. Lame. And I was like, that is pretty lame. <laughs> he yeah. should have been giving them out to her packs or at least, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, that was the, he had let extra stuff that he didn't give out and just open. So I was, it was not a store I usually go to. It was just a store that did a pre-release that was in within driving distance. I, so I just wanted to get one in because I think that was probably going to be the only one I can do. So not a, no, no worries there. But but Ryan, uh, back to you um, for those who may not know who you are. Um, let's, um, you know, take a little bit of time. So you, who are you and uh, what's your Pokemon journey thus far? Uh, so I'm Ryan Adams, as he said, I my Pokemon journey or me about me. I swaggered Ryan on Twitter. If anybody wants to follow me, hopefully you stream soon. As for my Pokemon journey, uh, it's kind of weird. So the TCG just started for me for the most part. I've been playing for about a year and a half, I think. It was mm-hmm. since Chilling Rain release. So I think that's a year and a half now. Uh, that's when I started playing competitively. I kind of yeah. played like battle styles and like a week before battle styles. So I got to see some of like ADP and, and some of those cards. But yeah, I didn't really start taking the game serious till Ice Rider came out. Um, but for Pokemon itself, I've been like a huge, huge, way, way too big of a fan <laughs> since I was um, like four or five, six. I don't know exactly the age, but I, yeah, I was like a mega fan and for like yeah. 10, 12 years. <clears throat> well, that's so. awesome. Uh, but then what, what actually made you decide to like jump deep into the competitive scene of the TCG um, from just being a Pokemon fan in general? Um, so the re so it's funny because the reason my, Pokemon journey is kind of weird to talk about sometimes is because I didn't play the game till Chilling Rain. But off and on, I would watch a ton of YouTube videos for Pokemon mm-hmm. TCG. So like uh, I would watch a ton of um, Tricky Gym. 
Um, and then I would here and there watch like as I think I watched some Azul and just random random yeah. Pokemon TCG creators um, back in the day. But I was never able to play because I lived up the mountains and my parents didn't want to drive like an hour just to take me to a card shop. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. I got to experience a pre-release actually back in the day at 2016. It was one of the XY sets. But okay. yeah, other than that, I, I wasn't able to play much. Um, so getting into it is kind of natural because I loved Pokemon. I've all, and I'm just a competitive person in general. Like mm-hmm. I, t- I play a ton of competitive games just for fun. Um, so it, it just kind of came naturally. It's like, oh, okay, I like Pokemon. I love card games. I've been playing them my whole life, basically. So right, right. Why not? Hey, oh, and then- trying to compete. Yeah, and then I saw, you know, I obviously we we keep our eye out on all, you know, the the regionals uh, of the of the season so far. And on your very first regional, um, per your post, uh, you got top eleven with with was it a uh, um, why am I blanking on it? Uh, the Palkia, Palkia, Palkia Intel, Intel. Yeah, Palkia. yeah, yeah, Palkia Intel, uh, a deck that I really love. Uh, I brought to that well a version of that deck to NAIC. Uh, it's very solid. Um, how did that whole like situation come out your your first one and then you get top 11 uh i mean a high level let's talk a little bit about that run that's an awesome accomplishment and i'm i mean chuck and i are both pretty jealous about that <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah thank you um yeah i, I was really stoked because so when i first um when i first because so going to Salt Lake City wasn't even a guarantee for me mm-hmm. it was kind of like i've never been to a tournament of this scale for the most part like i've played a few other card games like i said so i went i played um a, an old star wars game a mm-hmm. star wars card game called star wars destiny that one was fun i yep. played that one was like a 200 or 300 person tournament so i went to that it was it, it was in vegas but other than that oh and then i played digimon tcg and i went to a 500 person regionals um but that okay. was in san diego which is pretty close to me so i wasn't sure if i was gonna go finally able to convince my friends like let's go so then we were like now we need to actually like pick decks practice and like do stuff like that and i was like she like this is actually reality like i I was at the beginning of the year i was like really excited um and hoping to go to regionals but there was like some complications and i didn't think i was gonna get so i was really excited Mm -hmm. to finally like be there um so ultimately a lot of the prep was like how do we mentally how 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 do we mentally get to a point of like being fine with losing that was literally like a lot of the prep uh leading into the tournament so yeah yeah. um so i talked to friends we started practicing a ton um i told everybody i wanted to try to be on the same deck just so we can kind of focus uh really hard on one deck um so we can kind of like use all of our brain power on one deck instead of kind of spreading out finding different decks type of thing um so i got everybody on Pokey akira <laughs> um so all my friends all my friends played Pokey akira which i do think is a good deck okay yeah they they unfortunately didn't do uh, amazing they didn't do terrible um and i was originally gonna play it but uh i'm kind of known as the, like the inteleon guy at my locals a lot of people know like every deck i play has inteleon in it which <laughs> isn't on purpose but i really do love the card um so yeah yeah Palkia and uh, Palkia Intel I was like I do think everybody should play this deck like I was talking to my friends I was like I think you guys should play this deck but Inteleon takes a ton of brain power so I was like nine rounds at our first tournament yeah I was like that might be like a dangerous thing because I was like now do I think you guys can play the deck well yes but can you play the deck well for nine rounds because none of them have played Inteleon that much they like one of my friends plays a ton of Arceus 
Um, the other friend was kind of just getting back into the game um, mm. competitively. And then my girlfriend um, played a little bit of Inteleon, but she played a ton of Mew, Mew V Max. So, so I was like, so they all kind of made fun of me that I was the one that said I want to all be on the same deck, and then I was the one person to switch over. <laughs> um, but that yeah, sounds so like I, something I would do too, because like last minute I'd be like, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling this anymore. I'm, I'm jumping ship. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad because I was like, dude, like Paul Kim, like feels good. Uh, a lot mm. of people call it kind of like a beat stick deck, which naturally it is, but it actually has like some plays you can do with it. But yeah, so um, Paul Kim or Paul Kim Intel felt pretty natural so i was like okay i'm gonna play this and then um since my girlfriend was also on Palkia kirim i was able to kind of help them with that mm -hmm. um so we we got those nailed down and then the trip out fun the the day itself was nerve-wracking but i was finally able to get to a point of like okay i'm just gonna have fun type of thing yeah i'm gonna win i want to win but yeah. you know i want to I, I just want to have fun because like Pokemon regionals, even if you're not a good at the game or you, you think you're not good at the game or, or you just don't take it super seriously. Right. It's such a fun experience. Like Pokemon regionals going was so much fun. Just kind of being around people that love Pokemon and seeing everything. Like it was a cool experience to be somewhere where it felt like everybody wanted you there. Like, I think mm. the company does a really good job at just kind of mm. putting that at regionals. Like you, like you can tell it's regionals, but like you are here for this event and it feels like you're invited. Um, so that was fun. So yeah. yeah. Um, so I was fine with losing, but we ended up, so I was at two, two, one. That was, that was, so I had to win four in a row from there. Yeah. Got to two, two, one. So I was a little defeated, but I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. Cause my second loss, my first, okay. Actually I have to talk about this cause I forgot it happened round two. At my first ever regionals, I went against Isaiah Bradner. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So he he's a pretty popular Pokemon player, pretty just good a one. Little, just a little bit. Yeah, he just... he's got some results. So I'm kind of a fanboy of, like, I'm always on Twitter and YouTube and stuff. So I yeah. I keep up with a lot of tough players. So I look down at my phone to see my pairings. I'm like, okay, one round one. Okay, let's see like how round two will go. We're pretty excited. The nerves are kind of. Um, going down a little bit and then yeah. i look down at my phone i see isaiah bradner i was like oh no chance bro i was like this is <laughs> this is terrible i was like man i already i'm gonna get my first loss but i was like okay let's 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 play it out let's see how it goes playing it out was fun it was a fun it was back and forth um game one and two were kind of bricks on both sides for the most part like mm -hmm. they weren't as bad of bricks as you can get with the deck um Oh, we were playing the mirror match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of um, course, yeah, he's been so. he's on that Palkia <clears throat> Intel for you know I think five regionals or something like that. Yeah, right? so, so he he's he's put some hours into the deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were playing the mirror match, and the fir first two games were kind of like bricks. Not terrible, but when you're both playing the mirror match, you kind of have to be ahead to win. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Um, but it was rather bricks, and then game three was very like close back and forth. And I, I thought I got it. I was like, okay, I haven't seen the Zigzagoon up to this point. And I was like, I he has to have the Echoing Horn, the boss, and the Zigzagoon. And I don't think he plays Zigzagoon. So I got him to good pot. I was like, I think I might win this one. I, and I was like, I was like, okay, but don't get, you know, don't get stressed out. Let's see if we, let's just calmly yeah. try to see if we win this one. So I was like, I think I got it though. And then 
he Intel searches for the echoing horn and then uh, he plays it bosses. I was like, okay, like, are we good? And then he slams down the zigzagoon. I was like, dang, dude, like one call, like, <laughs> right. You had it, which I mean, Intel always has it. So I wasn't like beat up, but I was like, shoot, like, I thought I, I thought I had him, but yeah, really close game. So that was, it was defeating to have a, a loss so early, but it was invigorating because I was like, I felt like I was putting on a really strong head to head with like what I consider to be like top five at least player. Uh, in the I would currently. say top two at least. Uh, yeah, that, personally, that's what I think. But I mean, I know some other people have some debates on that. But yeah, I, I think he's he's really good. So it was, it was, it was invigorating for the rest of the tournament. Right, right. But, but yeah, like I said, so I, after lunch, I was 2 1, or at lunch, I was 2 1 won my last or my next game and then i ended up 2-2-1 my second loss was a really bad brick but also so game one i had a really good hand at battle pass and arita so like that's kind of everything you want in palkia um but i was so tired uh we had a really long drive in and time change and all that stuff yep that we weren't really prepared for super tired um i don't know what it, i just got hit like that round specifically um which would have been yeah round four i was just exhausted just played blissey mirror the game before or not mirror but blissey matchup the yeah. game before so naturally you're gonna be pretty drowsy after that um because that deck is so boring anyways <laughs> so i was really tired and i got i like blanked on my hand so i got another battle pass with arita and then once I like got it, search out my play on, I look at my hand. I'm like, oh shoot, like I have no plays next turn. My hand is like terrible. I was like, if if I got a um a bucket yeah. instead of a battle pass of Arita, I would have had a phenomenal hand. Probably would have been in the game. I was going against Palkia Kiram, so I like I think that's a pretty good matchup for Palkia. Not auto mm-hmm. win, but I would say at least like 60 or 70% in Palkia's favor. Um, and I like completely threw that game. And then game two. I started Manaphy and Greninja. Didn't get a water energy. Didn't get any other like yeah. anything else. So I was like, "That's unfortunate." But I was like, "That was my yeah. fault." But we're two, two, one. Uh, I asked we. Um, my friend's wife actually came to the tournament, but didn't participate, and she was there, kind of supporting us. So I was like, "I need coffee." Like yesterday, like I need it mm-hmm. right now. Just give me coffee, energy drink, something, because I'm like exhausted. I don't know what she put in that. I don't know what she put in that coffee, but it, it like completely woke me up, turned my tournament around. And then obviously um, to make day two, you have to be six to one or better. Yep. And so I had to win the next four. So I was feeling pretty good. Each round win. I was feeling pretty good though. I think round six, I think it was, I played, I forgot his name, but it's the person who won with Duraladon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it was Milwaukee. He won with Duraladon. I played against him. He was playing Zorark. Um, so I was like, she's my my day one is not like it's kind of a little stack, nothing too crazy, but a little stack. Um, but yeah, we ended up getting it. So it's, yeah, six to one, made day two, was ecstatic. Uh, I cried quite a bit because this game main, means way too much to me. Right. Um, but my my friends were there to support me. That was super awesome. Um, they bought me presents for day twoing. So Nice. Um, that one thing nice. that they got me was actually a, a 20 a 2015 world's uh staff map at one of the vendors i yeah. i'm 
a big fan of Pikachu and it has it right there in a pirate costume. And I was like, that looks super sick. I would love right. that. But he, the cost is like 150 or something, like pretty high up there. Jeez. I was like, oh, never mind, never mind. I, I don't want that. Like, I'll just pick something else. And then one of my friends was like, is that the mat you wanted? I was like, dude, don't, don't get it for me. Don't get it for me. It's too expensive. He's like, too late. I'm like, dude. So my <laughs> friends are really supportive. Um, so that was super cool. So yeah. going into day two was kind of funny because every, um, a lot of people are actually talkative on day two, a lot more talkative, surprisingly. I thought it would be a lot more tense on day two just because I thought it was, you know, more fierce competition. Like we're probably going to be more tense in, in the mm -hmm. zone type of thing. But everybody, everybody I sat down to play against was pretty talkative, asking me how my day was um, and whatnot. And then I, every person that sat down asked me, I, I, I would ask them like how long they've been, been playing and stuff and just kind of, kind of conversating and like, oh how long have you been playing i was like well this is actually my first tournament so uh not too yeah. long <laughs> yeah yeah um and there, some of them gave me kind of funny looks because they saw my mat uh 2015 staff worlds mat and they're like are you sure i was like i actually just got this yesterday right um so that was kind of funny but yeah day two it was weird because like i said my 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 goals for the tournament was to day two was to day two I really wanted a limitless page just because I thought it would be a really fun bragging rights thing. Right, right. Um, to search my name up on there and stuff. And my second goal was to not end up on a podcast from somebody saying like, oh, like this guy was super easy. Like Isaiah Bradner, right? <laughs> my round two, he's like, he goes on some podcast and he's like, yeah, my round two is like the freest win ever. Like that's what I did not want. Um, which is kind of funny because now I'm on a podcast talking about myself, which is pretty cool. But... <laughs> So yeah, going into day two, I was like, okay, well, let's just, I mean, we'll have fun. Um, it's probably going to be pretty fierce competition and I barely scratched into day two. So I'll probably lose. That's, that was kind of the mindset again, just kind of prepping for the worst, which is not what I recommend. Do not prepare for the worst, but I'm naturally very pessimistic. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard, but we ended up just kind of winning and I don't say this to brag. I say this cause it was weird. It, it was, I just felt like I should be there, I guess. Like there wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was playing out of my mind. I did feel good, but like, I wasn't stressing out. I was super calm for whatever reason. I, I can't tell you why. Cause I, I should have been stressing. I'm, I'm a very stressed out guy most of the time, but I, I was just weirdly calm and we kind of just kept on winning. Um, and then we get to my, uh, we get to the point where um, it's my winning in. So if I actually win, I get into the top eight, which right. I was like, holy crap, like first regional, like I, I might be yeah, able to make it. Like top eight, eight would be, top yeah. Eight, that's awesome. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, there's an unfortunate tie. Um, uh, so I unfortunately only made 11th, but I mean, who right. can complain about 11th, right? So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I definitely had a ton of emotion the whole time. I, I'm not, I would not be surprised if a lot of people knew me as like the crybaby because <laughs> I was crying a ton because I was, I was just, I, I love Pokemon and I love competitive card games and I spent so much time like practicing and stuff. Like I, I legit was, I was very emotional just because right. I was so happy. Uh, to so be cool. honest with you, I think if I, it, I've been to four or five now, five now, I, I don't remember. Um, but if I if I ever had that kind of success, I probably would get a little emotional and, and a little teary eyed uh, as yeah. well because I, I I'm the same way. I, I love this game. Uh, I put a lot of effort into it, and I'm very competitive. Um, and especially now that I've had a little bit more of a rocky start, um, scratch the surface of making day two um, multiple times and just 
you know, just falling one one uh, one win short of making top eight. Um, so it, it's not or not not top eight, but day two. But, it, you know, it's not an easy task. So when, whenever that time does come, hopefully knock on wood. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Let the tears fly, man. It's a tense game. It's a tense game. So your heart gets pumping like, I don't know, feel, uh, get excited about your achievement. But, uh, I mean, it's fun. So. For sure. For sure. OK, well. Well, that was a great uh, run. That was sorry, sorry, Chuck. I was just, I was, just, I, you can sum it up. I was just gonna make a comment about something he said during his run. So, yeah, say it, say it. I mean, I just, I like hearing like the like, the overall glaze, like not glaze, uh, run on day two. Like you just felt like you were you're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I like the calm demeanor of, like I think that's that's also a good like even though you said you're usually a stressed out guy or something like that 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 calm like thinking you need to be there or you should be there and just just playing your game like just keeping calm probably helped you uh, along the way um who knows um but uh just having that cool demeanor is is cool especially um especially in day two mm-hmm. i mean it's it's probably a little easier to have in day two because you're like, I made day two. So like, right. You're already like playing with house. Yeah. Money. You're kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like I'm already, I'm, you can't I'm be embarrassed about day two. So. Yeah. You're, you're playing with house money at that point a little bit, but um, I struggle with that myself just on any day, like trying to have that calm demeanor the whole day, even on day one. Like, I think it'll help you just make plays, like just continue playing out of your mind, but in your mind to just like straight uh right. straight uh good good decisions throughout the day yeah I, I wish i could say it was on purpose but if you can like like if you can can make it on purpose and you can stay calm um it, it's definitely something that should be practiced just because mm-hmm. what when like the biggest thing i noticed from being calm and like i said i can't explain why it was like my my girlfriend was talking to me after because she would watch a lot of my games ending just because she was kind of there ready to console me if I lost or get excited if I won, you know, because I, uh, especially day one, like being so close to making day two, but so far at the same time, um, she was like, yeah, the biggest thing I noticed was that you, you were calm. You weren't, you weren't like fidgeting. It was literally just stone cold sitting there. And what it, what it lets you do is that you're not, since you're not stressed out about your next turn, you're not stressed out about like what's happening or, or losing the game. Yeah. You just have your full brain power on like, okay, what mm-hmm. can I currently do? And you also like a result of being calm is naturally like comfortability. So it's like, right. I know, I know what I can do. I, I know. Cause ultimately even with a trickier deck, like Palkia, there's only so much you can do. Obviously there's certain combos you can pull off that are kind of still out there, but there's only so much you can do. So if you're comfortable, then, you know, your damage thresholds and what yep. you can go get and what you can't go get and what's in your deck. If you look your, your prizes and stuff like that. So yeah, being calm. Yeah. It's definitely something I'm going to practice more. Cause it was, yeah. it was really helpful. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been to that point a couple times in like, um, you know, local uh, bigger events, one uh, K's and stuff where uh, you kind of lock yourself into that calm mode or, you know, into that zone where you just, are just thinking about the game um if it's good bad or ugly it doesn't phase you and you just kind of like okay this new turn is now now a puzzle piece what do i need to do um and it's for me like i, I in other games it was much easier for me to walk into that uh, quote-unquote zone um you know i've done it in, like i said in pokemon a couple times but uh, i do notice like when you do get there 
it just it, you're just that much harder of an opponent to beat and ultimately that's going to result in w so whatever it takes to get there um being at peace with yourself like you said being okay to lose i think that actually probably had a lot to do with getting yourself there because people go to these and i know i'm guilty um bigger events and you know you you feel that you're a good enough player you should get the results so you put the pressure on you because you put the pressure on you you start fi- fidgeting or get nervous and then ultimately make even a small misplay like in the game of pokemon you make a a, a misplay that w- some people wouldn't even identify um and that could be just the you know the difference between a win or a loss and you know mm. and your demeanor towards that is definitely a key factor so um i I'm super pumped for you that you found that that zone, uh, that calm uh, in your very first one. I hope you continually get to do that, um, and I, I and we can see what you you can do. Um, you know when when you're at that point, so keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> next tournament is the same for or sure. Better. But so we normally jump into these standard questions a little earlier, but that was just a great breakdown and a great talk. Um, so uh, I'm not worried about going into these a little bit later but chuck do you want to start us off or you want me to start us off yes today? yes I, I completely forgot about these questions <laughs> yeah so, i was just so like in, in <laughs> i'm yeah. sure there's like 10 or 5 10 15 listeners going where where's the standard four i want to know what his favorite pokemon standard is. five so, now uh without further further ado we will get into the standard four so some of these may be harder than others but we will start at the first question which i usually think is a softball what is your favorite Pokemon? Favorite Pokemon? Uh, yeah, this one is actually really easy for me. Um, my favorite Pokemon is Pikachu. I have a tattoo of it, um, and I really like Pikachu. It's kind of a basic answer, but yeah. no, no, I don't yeah, actually yeah, think anybody's really... given us Pikachu yet. Like, they've yeah. there's been a lot of good Pokemon. Like, there's a lot of good Pokemon out there in general. So, no, I, I, don't, I don't. I can't fault you. I mean, I like Pikachu. I mean. Mm. So it's a it's a great answer. It's yeah, Pikachu. I, I'm kind of a hipster, so I don't like to like to the, the main characters. But <laughs> I mean, it's also like my love for Pikachu is kind of synonymous with my love for Pokemon, since he's kind of the mascot. It kind of like right. connects. But yeah, yeah, Pikachu's my favorite. Love that little guy. For sure, that's awesome. It's a shame that you weren't around during uh, the Pikachu and Zekrom uh, tag team because that card was amazing. <laughs> Dude, I'm so sad. I te- I played it once because, like I said, um, I I got to play like battle style, so I got to test out kind of some of that stuff. Um, Pikachu was terrible at that time though, because like ADP and the V Max is kind of just uh, you can still beat him. You can still beat him. Oh, you there, you definitely could beat him, but yeah, it was definitely not at its prime though. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I was you just, need just getting into the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... I was just getting into the game. I was like, dude, how do you even play this thing? So right, it was right. definitely beyond me. Well, very cool. Well, okay. So this this might be a little bit harder. I don't know. Maybe. Um, your favorite Pokemon card in general. It could be a Pokemon. It could be a trainer. Uh, for any reason. Um, I. Th- so I'll, I'll give two answers. I don't know if this is cheating. Um, my favorite um competitive like Pokemon to like play with is Jolteon VMAX. Absolutely love Jolteon VMAX as a card. I played it a ton. Um, it was definitely like my favorite deck so far um, to play. I had a ton of fun with that one. And then my favorite like collectible card that I collect is the, um, is the character rare from Cosmic Eclipse with Pikachu in red. 
I'm a big fan of that car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, awesome. I I remember I I pulled three of those because that was when I first started playing or started collecting at least, and you know it, it was like a five dollar card when it first came out. So I gave uh... one to some random kid, uh, and then it got it, it came it. I think the card went to like eighty dollars or something at its peak. Yeah, and I, it was. And it was I high got, up there. yeah, and I gave one to one of the one of my friends too. So I only had one left. I was like, man, I had two more of these. I was so much money that I just gave away. <laughs> Uh, but no, that's that card's uh, super awesome, and yeah, I think out of all the character, uh, like the character cards, um, that's probably one of the best ones still. I agree. Yeah. I think it's best. I mean, it's obviously one of my favorite cards. So yeah, best character rare. Yeah, and Jolteon was a pretty good deck too. Not my favorite evolution, but hey. Yeah, I just love uh, spread decks in general. Dude. I was never, I was just never a big fan of Jolteon, so. I like spread decks. You're not the never, first like, person to say that. I, I'm not yeah, the first person I'm like, what? It's just Jolteon. Jolteon. <laughs> so. All right, going in for that. But, um, Chuck, you want to get the next one? Uh, yes. So, next question. Uh, oh, I'm blanking. Uh, no, I know what it is. What is your least favorite Pokemon card for any reason? Uh, this could be something that knocked you out of a tournament. Uh, something that you just hate being played against. Something that is very ugly to the eye. I don't any reason at all. Uh, my oh, that one's kind of hard. Uh, my least favorite has kind of a toss up for me. Um, RCS V Star or Enamorous Enamorous V. Card <laughs> <laughs> is so ugly. Okay, the character is super cool looking. Hate the Pokemon. Hate the card. Enamorous V. It's terrible. It's almost almost playable, but I, I'm happy it isn't playable because right. I would never want to put that in my deck. And Amorous V, I, it's yeah. such a I, I can't believe what, that's a Pokemon. What was the the play map that you got at Salt Lake City just for like participation? Was that was that it, the Garatino or was that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so scared because it was. <laughs> I forgot what regional it, it was. So it was one regional was Garatina. The next was Enamorous. Yep. I was like, oh shoot, Salt Lake City's coming up. I was like, is it gonna be a third play mat? I was like, just please, right? Please, 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 don't be Enamorous V. I was like, I do yeah. not want that. Yeah, I, I am. Unfortunately, I got that Enamorous because it was at Peoria that we got that one. Um, and I, I have that that mat and that i will never use it <laughs> yeah that one's terrible that one's straight in the although the, the garatina it, mat is pretty awesome I, I will say that though that one's sick yeah i, I think they've kind of been picking it up in general with right. like the play mats and stuff yeah for sure yeah. um okay so going from that and I, I i have a feeling i know the answer to this question um but it is a standard question your best pokemon memory to date best pokemon memory <laughs> yeah that is uh... salt lake city <laughs> probably yeah probably salt lake city yeah that one be yeah probably salt lake city i want to say something else but it's really not just being able to celebrate with my friends was so cool mm -hmm. they were all especially because after i had tied my my winning into top eight because i technically had win on it was like one of those games if i had like two more seconds if i had another turn like i win a hundred percent yeah so it was definitely really defeating um but it was just my friends like being there for me and stuff and, and overall just kind of having them to support me the whole the whole two days of, of being there was super super cool um but yeah there was a lot of memories made especially making day two um waiting for my girlfriend to finish her game and then her coming walking over and and just like 
her it was funny because like seeing her she was like not sure what happened because it was either i made day two or i didn't right so i was because i yeah. was on the winning end so she's like trying to gauge my face before she made any faces but yeah it was mm -hmm. just a cool moment to be able to share with her um and in general making making doing so well was just i mean it's cool obviously winning's awesome for sure for sure i'm jealous again like i said at the beginning of the podcast uh hopefully i'll get there one day you you will you will <laughs> i mean the card games are such about luck so i mean yeah yeah it's it, you can get there you'll get there for sure all right chuck you get the fun one the yeah, last one the, the last and final question the all important answer uh so when next time you're in you know you're winning in in day two and going on a stream go table on stream, <laughs> going on to a stream table all right you're about to walk out what is the song that hits that's everyone's gonna know. Oh crap! Here comes Ryan Adams. Yeah. So yeah, when you guys gave me this question like five minutes um, before the <laughs> podcast, I I don't I don't know. Like th this one's hard because a lot of the music I listen to is definitely not suitable for uh, Pokemon to play. I listen to a lot of rap music, so right. I don't I don't think they'll play any of these songs. Um, it doesn't, so I, let's say it but, doesn't matter. If, if, I, if I could pick one, it would probably be Goosebumps by Travis Scott. It's not a great one, but I like the vibe and I like the beat. And I think it would I think it would play well. I think I think it's I mean the beat's everything, right? So exactly. you're walking up to a good beat that'll just get you uh that get you pumped and ready to go and hopefully put you in that calm zone, right? So yeah. Gotta, I think that yeah, I like that one. We said it. What did we say it with? Uh, was it Gazer last week? The, the, the sometimes the like hip hop music will just give you that swagger to walk into the game to give you the confidence to just roll your yep. opponent. Uh, and like and hip hop and some rap music is just good for that. So that's a cool one. For um, sure. I think what I want to do is start listening to everybody, any one of our guests' walk up music that they give us. So uh, yeah, right right after the podcast, like I haven't actually heard that song because that's not my genre, but I'm still going to give it a listen. So make sure, just don't just don't put it on in front of your kids is all. I'm still making the playlist and I'm bringing a big speaker to a regional and I'm going to put these right. on. We're just going to hey, interview and then immediately get myself kicked out. It would, hey, it would definitely get me hyped. You might get kicked out immediately, but yeah, I, I would I would. Ryan definitely, definitely appreciate that. Maybe <laughs> Your I, sacrifice maybe I can't will be play worth it. it. Maybe if I play it loud enough just so that when they're walking out on stage, the, the people in stage and like the viewing audience will hear it, but not necessarily the whole auditorium. <laughs> right, right. They got to like, yeah, I don't know how they would do that. But no, that, those yeah. were really awesome answers for sure. All right. Well, if that's it for the standard four, Yes. Do we have anything else? We yeah. Want to go so, over I mean, with just kind of the breakdown of uh, Ryan's run at Salt Lake, he kind of already answered a lot of the questions that I had here, but I wanted to do a little bit of high level, like um, preparation for tournaments, like uh, like large tournaments, because the season is still young for a lot of people. A lot of people still haven't gone to a regionals this season, you know, even if they have one or two on the agenda. Um, so I, you know, we already kind of talked about prep, but I just want to, 
um, you know, reemphasize, um, you know, or ask you or follow up, I guess, um, in being good with losing um, and how that maybe helped your mental state. Because I know, like I already said, like I put a lot of pressure on myself and it, I do a lot of preparation with like the list and you've kind of already gone over that, but um, I really want to hone in on that being okay with losing and you know, why you kind of had that motto um, going in. Um, yeah. So yeah, the prep, the prep was pretty important. So for, for that question specifically being fine with losing again, I don't, I don't necessarily recommend taking that at like face value. Like it's not for everybody to kind of be fine with losing. Cause I can put you in a really negative spot, which is not what I recommend. Don't, mm -hmm. don't make yourself feel negative before like doing anything competitive, honestly, whether it be sports card games or, or anything. Um, but yeah, for me specifically, it was, I was stressing so badly um, about like, this game means so much to me and I wanted to win so bad. And not only that, but like I said, I'm such a fangirl over all these players that do, you know, do well and stuff and, and all these podcasts, YouTube videos. I, I love them all. I, I watch and consume all of them. So I would, I just didn't want to embarrass myself in front of everybody. So I was like really nervous. Um, but being fine with losing meant like, okay, just make sure you're fine with losing. Make sure you're fine. Like nobody's going to look at you down in 300 of four five six seven hundredth plays and be like haha look at that guy you know right. like do you see the, like the limitless only shows you day two anyway so it's like i can't go point and laugh at the person who made last place you know like that that just doesn't happen um so like just erase that so that was kind of like my my thought process of of like okay if i don't make it quote unquote big this tournament i'll make it big next tournament or the next tournament and like specifically if you plan on making a run on um like for regionals and trying to go for championship points or, or just compete in multiple regionals and stuff there's gonna be another tournament so like you go oh six drop i please don't play six rounds but if you go oh six <laughs> drop then like you know who 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 cares like you you'll just go play the next tournament um but yeah and also like one thing that was kind of big for me too um, cause I kind of get tilted if I lose early just cause yeah. I, I know it, it's almost like this was a waste type of thing. Like whether it be like one case or different things like that, like I just want to stay playing so bad. So I can kind of get tilted because that means I don't get to play anymore. Cause I have to drop if, you know, there's no point in playing like Oh four Oh five. Yeah. Um, but one thing I also was like prepped for was even if you lose early, you know, you go Oh three or one, two, one, one, three, one, you know, something like that. If you win out or or you do pretty decent from there on out, you're probably going to play against top players, right? So like, um, I mean, if you go look at these people's twitters and and, and just kind of their their record of what they did, um, then you'll see that some of them didn't do amazing. So you might just play a top player, right? So that's mm -hmm. super good practice. Like you want to play these people because even though they're not necessarily doing great on the day, they're amazing players, mm -hmm. right? And so like play it out play obviously again like going 06 you probably don't want to play it out but like if you're doing at least somewhat decent like three four losses play it out you might be able to play somebody really really cool really good um which will set you up for the next tournament and then just keep on yeah just keep on practicing because even though you're not day twoing or top eighting or whatever your goal is um yeah. you'll get you'll get the practice so yeah be, be fine with losing but also um, enjoy. Yeah. Just have fun.
For sure. Um, so with that being said and being fine with losing, um, we kind of you kind of covered this again. Um, but just um, you know, with your deck choices, a, a lot of times it comes down to like luck of um, you know, maybe matchups and having good matchups, um, and then just having luck on your side. Uh, can you speak to uh maybe what your deck choice and you know, like just just matchups in general? um good matchups bad matchups or that kind of had an effect on your run um because obviously i mean you're gonna have some bad beats along the way but you need some luck on your side so if you you know you did your prep um and, and you has a you know more good matchup com- compared to bad matchups and kind of where that fell in um yeah so that, that was a big part too of, uh, those those two were probably like the biggest parts of like prepping for regionals this time was what what are matchups slash like deck choice look like i mean in general that's kind of what a tournament consists of but yeah uh like what what is my matchups and deck look like versus and then also um mindset for for deck picking decks and like matchups um the thing about matchups is the first thing you have to come to realize is there's not a deck that handles everything Mm -hmm. you're gonna have like bad matchups and uh you might lose those but a deck is not like I think Kiram. No, Salt Lake City had Giratina play the most deck uh, at fifteen percent. I think, mm-hmm. um, which was what I expected personally. That's that's kind of I thought Giratina was going to be the most played in the room, um, or and then Kiram in second. Those were the top two decks, right? Um, if you're like planning for matchups like that, so say I'm not sure if I'm going to play x deck because it has a bad matchup into giratina even at like 15 percent or even oh yeah so like 15 to 20 ish percent in the room still is like what is that 80 160 people i think because it's Mm -hmm. 800 people which is a lot of people but when there's you know 800 people in the room it's not a terrible you know that's not a lot it's not a like uh, that as much as it will feel when you start spreading out um so yeah like you i played two garatinas day one and then one garatina day two i think mm-hmm. and it's the most played deck in the room it's like you know you like at most you'll play these decks two three times i mean when Mew was the most popular like right when regionals first came back i think that deck like you probably face it three maybe four if you were like unlucky but I mean, that was a crazy percentage. I don't, I don't right. think we'll t- uh, get to that uh, hopefully anytime soon. <laughs> but not. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like when you're preparing for matchups, like just pre- prepare, just prepare yourself to be comfortable, not not matchups. Because like when you when you get to be like a really top player, I feel like you can kind of plan match out mat- matchups a little bit more, just because you can, like when you can assume you'll at least get to like four wins, right? Like I would say a top player can probably assume at least get to like three, four wins. Um, Then you can start to be like, okay, what is going to be at four wins and higher, which, um, you know, shrinks the pool down a lot. Cause like day two um, statistics are a lot more readable than like day one. So like, you know, but, but if you're like, like newer and you know, most people, um, let's be real with ourselves. Like most people, even I don't consider myself a top player, right? So I'm still mm-hmm. playing decks that you're comfortable with, 
not with matchups because you you won't see enough matchups. Like obviously, if you if you're preparing for some fringe decks, like Blissey was really on the rise before Salt Lake City on online tournaments. So I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm at least prepared to face that deck. But I I didn't prepare in the sense of like I need to beat this deck. It was like I just need to prepare to see it maybe. And I only right. saw it once. So right. yeah, you, prepare to see decks, but don't I, like just make sure you're comfortable with your deck. You don't have to like. I have to be X and Y deck. You you know, you just go in like, okay, I feel really confident in this deck. Uh, I have good matchups here and I have bad matchups here, but you know, you don't have to tech for everything because then you'll just get a 60 card mess. That yeah, then do- then you're just not consistent and then you just lose yourself. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's a mindset thing too. If you're strategizing for 18 different decks, then you're gonna be you know, your brain power is a lot more spread out than preparing for four or five. Especially in this meta, I think that's kind of important too because it, it feels so spread out. But yeah, if you if you just take a quick look at the stats and like pay attention, there's five decks, four decks, four four or five decks that yeah. you actually need to care about. And honestly, I'd even cut that down by one because depending on the deck you're playing, you just throw Drapion in, so you no longer have to, you know, you don't have to like play into Mew. I have yeah. a Drapion in my deck, um, and then if you're playing certain cards like Ice Q or um, or like Empoleon, then I no longer have to think about Lost Box slash like Reggie's, right? You you can kind of erase those from your brain. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly yeah. my my planning for like matchups was less of like, okay, well, what do I put in my deck for this and that deck? It's it's literally just like, okay, let me just have a game plan. Um, what do I expect my first few turns to look like? Um, versus a lot of these decks, and it, it's not because it, it's not too uh, like. Uh, how often do you see a Palkia player not play the battle pass? You know, like like right. when he, <laughs> most decks kind of have something like that. Like Reggie's, you're gonna get rid of your hand 18 times anyway, so like you know that shouldn't look too different from matchup to matchup. But you should kind of nail down like specific interactions. Um, right. But yeah, don't 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 change your deck too much. I mean, obviously, you can change it a little bit, but top players do that because they're used to playing against each other. You know, like, when right. you're when I know Isaiah Bradner, what he's he plays a lot of Palkia, so like I can kind of plan for Palkia if I know he's going type of thing because we might ma- match up, but not me specifically, obviously. But yeah, yeah, the the normal player make make your deck good and then learn to play into matchups. Don't don't change your deck. Sure, for sure. No, that's a lot of good advice. Um, I, yeah, again, there's a lot you know to take in when it comes in consideration to any big tournament, but I think we covered a lot of that and. Um, you know, I hope somebody, um, you know, learned a couple lessons along the way and it helps them, you know, see success, um, you know, at their next regionals uh, or above. Hopefully. Yeah, it looks like in general that there's a lot of good new players. I've seen like different turn- like Leal seemed like it had a few um, person that it was their first time either in Masters or just first tournaments doing really well and. I think in Japan it's been the same way. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're if you're a new player, don't get too scared, and yeah, also don't feel like is, you have to do well. You know? Yeah, the if new blood well, is cool, very. But... Yeah, the new blood is very very talented, and you know, there, it's just gonna, it's just harder to win because the 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 um, skill pool is is just so rich right now. Mm-hmm. Especially with a thousand players, dude. It's not the math itself is pretty hard to kind of go by. Yeah, so right. it, it, yeah, don't don't feel bad if you guys like in general everybody out there don't feel too bad if you're not hitting those marks yet like just keep on practicing and also don't stress about it and hopefully you'll get there so for sure for sure all right chuck i think it's time for some trivia 
Yes. Yes. It's time for trivia. Trivia. Let's open the fun fun door a little bit uh, and get to talking some trivia. So I have a trivia thing. Do you have one, Jake? I have a card here, but I'll let you go first. Okay. So I will go first. Uh, Ryan, how we do trivia, uh, we kind of just kind of both have different little gimmicks, but um, I uh, play like the name of the supporter or trainer card or anything like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the text of a trainer card and then you guys, you and Jake are both playing uh, and you guys can guess what is the name of that card. Do do Um, I hold my answer? I'm pretty confident in trivia for Pokemon. So, like, should I hold right. my answer or should I, like, just no, blurt it no. out? If, you, get it, if you know it, just say it. Okay. Yeah, I if apolog- you know it, you can just... I apologize if I answer uh, Now I'm feeling less confident <laughs> about my card. Last week, I'm just kidding. I didn't even get to finish reading the name of the, the card. I didn't, Actually, wait. I didn't get to finish reading the text on the card before the guest even knew the answer. So... Yeah. Don't uh, don't if you if you know it go ahead and, and yell it out. Uh, we'll just I have to come up with some trickier. We've, we've uh, got to up cards. our game, and I I was hoping <laughs> I'm hoping this is upping my game, but we'll see. Now now I'm um, kind of scared. I can't say <laughs> I say that, and then I just o two right here. Right I there, did but... uh, I did uh, keep it. I will. The only hint I will drop is that it is standard legal. Uh, I didn't want to reach back to the expanded bag because you didn't play in those eras. So. Um, I kept it standard, so this something you may have seen. But the text on this card reads, put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your deck in any order, then draw that many cards. That's Caitlin. Do you want to confirm or deny? I believe that's right. I Yeah, I think that's right. I'm like 95%. Well, Ryan is 100% sure. And <laughs> right. Uh, he is 100% right. It is Caitlyn. And that one is is potentially to be an expanded card because Caitlyn has been around a while but not really played. Hence why I went with her this time trying to just get a little bit of a stumper on a card that doesn't see a lot of options in play. But I really like the ability of that supporter. Um, I mean, technically, it's like probably playable right now just because of stuff like Babarel and Crobat and whatnot. Because because you don't kind of, but like card gamers, like that that is the worst card like card gamers yeah have yeah. ever seen because it, it it literally just negs you card advantage technically. So like yeah, and that's, a technical, a, that's such a bad card. I'd have to reach into the the card game technicalities because it's a what well, is a negative one card right because you play it. And then yep. you can draw, but you're yeah you're never dis- yeah you're getting more cards yeah yeah since yeah, you played the Kalen itself yeah you literally you literally now minus one because you if you put four on the bottom of your deck you draw four but you played the Caitlyn, so it's minus one yeah yeah, yeah. not so a good card but but you gotta we gotta reach into these depths of of the Pokemon standard just to you know try to throw people off because if we said something like uh, discard your card and draw or your hand and draw seven we all know that's professors like oh, that's, that's so, Marty right right yeah exactly uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna use that one next week and then when you guys say professors research I'm gonna go no it was Professor Sycamore research, Professor Oak only right yeah. Professor, professor Sycamore only. yeah Sycamore Let's go. it's just a 
All right, so I've got a card here. Um, we're going to play Guess This Pokemon This Attack Belongs To. Um, I actually picked an attack because I think I've been on abilities for the last, like, three months. Um, so it is standard legal per the usual, and the attack name is Primeval, Primeval Beak. Primeval Beak? Oh, that one's interesting. Primeval Beak. So it's a bird. Did we? Uh, is this standard legal, or are we not saying? It, it is standard legal. It, it is standard. Okay. Prime, primeval beak. This one's hard. <clears throat> I don't. It sounds know. almost kind of like a haunch crow. You know, evil, evil bird, haunch crow, or what other, what other like evil birds are there? Or, or just something with a beak, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, haunch crow sounds good. Haunch crow doesn't attack. Everyone was. All about his boss's coat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Prime um, Evil B. Do we have any like? It is a V Pokemon. It was no because there is a Haunch Crow V. Oh, but you have no. I don't think it's like Dodrio V. Um. <laughs> yeah, it could be Dodrio. I don't know. Well, I almost. I I almost I know this one is a weird answer, but I almost you know that new Omastar? Technically that thing has like a beak too, you know? That it'd always be something weird like that. No, I don't know. That one's hard. I think it might be Honchcrow V, but I definitely don't know that move. You guys gonna I'm stick gonna, with Honchcrow? I I kind of agree with Honchcrow, but I'm gonna throw out a different bird just because. So I'm gonna go with Pidgeot V. No. Drake Desult V. Dra oh, oh, Drake Desult. <laughs> oh, during your opponent's next turn, uh, energy cards can't be attached from your opponent's hand um, to the defending Pokemon. So I brought, I actually played this card in a pre release and won because of it because my opponent couldn't put the energy down to do the final attack for a win. That was like my most pulled card. I got like two full arts and two V's when I opened that set. I was yeah, very frustrated. I, yeah, the deck was fringe okay to play for locals and fun, but uh the, the deck's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm personally not a huge fan of the quad decks. Me. The quad decks are kind of lame. Yeah. Play. I mean it probably beats Palkia, so play it for the next regionals. Right? <laughs> I forget. And Lugia. I mean, Lugia. Yeah. yeah, Lugia. We're, yeah. we're bringing this back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that card played, is something you, else. You played that when I was trying to make a tournament yeah. work in a tournament. Yeah, yeah. I like, remember I was, playing it. When a tournament was like, the tournament was really face, bad. Man. And I was like, I'm going to play a tournament and I'm going to win like three games tonight. And we get paired round one and he's playing Drake Desolt. And I'm like, you son of a gun. I can't even, <laughs> I don't know what to do I, with this. I am a very meta player, but every now and again, I'll bring this random jank deck that nobody expects me to bring. <laughs> and it usually turns out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, because everyone was playing Mew at the, at the time. I was right, like, right. going to run Turnitus and everybody. And no one played Mew that week. Right. How funny. Should that's always, that's always how that goes. Right. <laughs> that's always Probably. how it goes. Probably shouldn't announce that I was bringing Eternatus, but no. <laughs> well, lesson learned, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, that was some good trivia. It, that was some good trivia. Uh, 
some quick questions and we will get into random card something or other uh not true madness because we're still waiting for the set list to be easily visible for some silver tempest cards so we're going to go back to our uh random card or random attacker madness as i've called it random card madness it's random so i'm gonna randomly choose a, a type uh, and then we're going to decide in format currently what is our best single prize attacker and our best V and or V max attacker. So best multi prize attacker, if you want to say V star, I guess is in there too. So um, let's go with psychic attackers. Oh. Uh, this is a gimme on the V, I guess. But uh what is our best psychic attackers in the format at the moment uh, you didn't have to say to at start? the moment you should have just said psychic attackers <laughs> okay just best psychic attackers. i already know what you guys are gonna pick you guys go ahead and pick and then i'll throw my answer out there <laughs> in general uh, so we're are we talking all of pokemon like expanded or are we are you know no, just, 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 uh, just standard, standard right now standard at the moment what are your if you're gonna build a deck and you want to build a psychic deck. The reason for the format is it's kind of like, I want to build a psychic deck, but I don't know what the best attackers are at the moment. What are some of the best psychic attackers at the moment to use in a deck? Um, I, I should just say, like, I'm just going to say this. Mew's not allowed. Mew v Max. Mew's not okay, allowed. Good. My, my answer wasn't Mew. My, I think it's just, it's just Sableye, no? Like, Sableye is just the best, like, psychic attacker right now? Well, he is uh, definitely the best single price uh, attacker. Oh, we're talking about V Star, huh? We're talking well, about V. It, we, well, yeah, you go. can, uh, you can do either. We're doing both. Okay. Well, so, Sableye is uh, definitely mine for single prizer. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with uh, with the Sableye for the single prizer. Um, for me, I I mean, I know it's not actually the best, but my I guess the best in my heart is still Dragapult. Um, and I still think there's still maybe some playability <laughs> depending on the meta. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball, spread, yeah, with the spread uh, and the, the energy acceleration, there are some weird fringe uses for him that you know people might not respect him as much, and then you know it it, it could do some work. It's it's spread that's not damage, which is the big yeah. thing. It's not damage because if it was damaged, then man, if you you know man, if he just kind of blocks it, but. Exactly. But yeah, you could take out a mana fee with a zigzagoon ping and then like just take things out um and set up prizes still. Um there there is some lost engines with him. He still goes good with Inteleon. I I know he's not the meta deck, Muse just better, but uh, I I'm grasping at straws here uh for Dragapult. <laughs> um all right, I can, I have a V attacker that I think is actually a uh, a decent attacker. Uh, I'm gonna go with um Mewtwo V Star. Um, Mewtwo V Star. Yeah, I mean the. What do you mean? Give me that face. There. No. Discard, discard three psychic energy. Do two hundred seventy damage. Um, with the the he has the right math in forms of attacks to do correct damage at the moment. Um, and he has support pieces that can make it work. Um. He, he has a pretty cool V-Star power as well with the, the 120 to all the Vs. So you basically set up like really easy math. 
on all your other KOs. I think Mewtwo V-Star is a really good attacker that you can set up a deck. And like I said, we're excluding Mew V-Max from this discussion. So I think if we're excluding him, that would be my pick for best psychic attacker that is a multi-prizer at the moment. Right. I think I think best best multi-prizer in, in my opinion. I do wish it was Dragapult. I think he's decent. I think Dragapult's like not a terrible pick, honestly, just because after Mew, it kind of it falls. doesn't. There's not a lot. Yeah, fall the the drop off is pretty large. But I also, I mean, Calyrex Shadow Rider Calyrex was mm-hmm. busted when that came out. But I think it's still decent right now. The only awkward part is everybody has a dark attacker in their deck, and also it's. I guess Mewtwo V Union. Yeah, never mind. I'll change yeah. my answer. Mewtwo V Union. I love that guy. Yeah, was, when you said Mewtwo uh, V Star, I was thinking V Union. Yeah, he's still he's still out there. Uh, he still does things sometimes. I was just scrolling down the cards. Yeah, no, never mind. I changed my answer. Shadow Calyrex, cool, I guess, but Mewtwo V Union. He's <laughs> right. sick. He's the best. Right. This is an right. expanded because in expanded it is Shadow Rider for sure. And I'm gonna give it to my boy. Uh, Rapid Strike Malamar for the single prize attacker. Yeah, so I was uh, I was thinking the I, same thing. I, I don't care about Lunatones. I don't care about anybody else. My boy Rapid Strike is my favorite deck of all time. So. Dude, what about Pultigeist? <laughs> I, I mean, there, there are a decent no, amount no. of psychic <laughs> single... There's, there's pretty good psychic single prize attackers. Not, uh, I mean... Clefairy is kind of silly. Oh, yeah, I mean, Clefairy. dude, Dragapult for GLC, like the same Meloetta. Yeah, Meloetta's busted. Even Deoxys is pretty all right. The fusion single rapid strike. That one's all right. But it's pretty stacked, honestly. I'm going to go back and just give it to my boy, Rapid Strike Malamar. I, I there is no that. Reggies that are psychic, so I can't go to my default to say a Reggie. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's plenty of psychic attackers so, uh, as single prizers. They need to get on that. Psychic psychic Reggie. Psychic Reggie. Reggie. Please no. Yeah, we don't need more <laughs> Reggie. Well, what would his like, little nickname be? Like Regimind? Like... <laughs> yeah. Regimind, yeah, it would be Regimind. <laughs> yeah, let's make a Regimind. Please, no, actually. All right. Um, so, name that. <laughs> that will do All it right. for that. that uh, that'll that do segment. it. Uh, fill in the space for. We won't do psychic attackers ever again. But that is random card or uh, random attacker madness. We will be back to the regular scheduled random card madness next week with some Silver Tempest uh, cards. Um, so. Now we have to take a quick break. Uh, get, a, get a word from our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. Wait, before the news, we have a contest to conclude. Yes, we do. Yes, I'm so excited. We've got we've got <laughs> all of our entries in for October, uh, and uh, I want to say thank you again to Sports Card Junction 
for providing us the ability to give out a great product to uh, one of our random listeners that entered. Um, go check them out. You heard the ad, all the fun stuff. Yeah, if but, you're in uh, the Pittsburgh thank you area, them, please, and then please thank do. you. Yeah, yeah, and then thank you to all the listeners that signed it up. Um, but without further ado, I'm gonna spin this here wheel that is fictitious and editing sounds in to make it sound like I'm spinning a wheel. But we will randomly generate a winner here. And the winner is still spinning. We have let me go to my sheet. I I I don't remember this name, but his name is Chris. Chris B. So that is at Chris at Chris yes, B on at Twitter. Chris B at, Chris, at Twitter. So congratulations. A Thank string you. of numbers. Yes. <laughs> so at Chris B, Chris, you are the winner. You will be contacted by most likely Jake because he <laughs> takes care of those things. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I will send uh, you then, a, a DM, uh, get your info for mailing address and all that stuff. And thank you again for um, you and everybody else that entered in this. Um, hopefully, you know, this was a success or it was a success. Hopefully we'll be able to continue to do this and give back to the community each month um, with, you know, these kind of drawings. So thank you again. And uh, let's jump to the news. Yes, into the news. And we have one big huge story to say this week on the news and it is that pokemon trading card game live will be going live hopefully in november yeah in everywhere yeah everywhere. Everywhere. I, I, everywhere I have mixed feelings about this but i i, I don't know i want to hear your guys's thoughts before i jump in with ptcgl um, the long-awaited, uh, I think we were supposed to get this in, what, uh, February or something like that, maybe January. Um, here it is, November. Uh, there were it's a lot it's of been kinks. like at least a year. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, it, there's been a lot of kinks, a lot of uh, criticisms, a lot of beta testing, some firings, some rehirings. So, you know, a lot of work going in behind the scenes. Um, but finally, it's supposed to be here. Uh, one, are you prepared? And two, are you excited? I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. I think I think it's gonna be a good time. I mean, obviously, there's some issues with it, but I mean, I don't I don't think it's as bad as most people give it credit for. If I'm being honest, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I just hope it runs smooth. That's the big thing. As like a person who would enjoy grinding games, I just want it to be like smooth, and then also a ranked ladder of some sort. That's all I want. Right. I just want because PTCGL currently. I'm not a huge fan of PTCGO, but I mean, it, it's, it's workable, right? It does what it's supposed to do, but the lack of like ranked is so bad just for, right. cause I know a ton of people that will play games competitively that would just enjoy a rank system. Um, as well as I swear, every time I play PTCGO, I'm like, Oh, let's do some regional testing or, or test new decks. I get placed against the weirdest decks. Like I played against ice rider Palkia um, recently which I think is kind of lame. Um, and then like Torterra and that weird like wheezing uh, Sneasler deck. Like yeah. I just play the weirdest stuff ever and it's not testing whatsoever. It's like not, I mean, you get to learn your deck, but that's about it. Yeah, so I mean, there is a, there. You definitely when you're prepping for regionals or, or those kind of big events, 
um, it is more valuable to get those testing reps against those decks that you expect to see. Like you said, like there's five or six decks right now. Um, you know, there, there are those fringe decks that are, are good, um, especially if somebody's not prepared for them, um, that have their winnability, but they just, they, they just lack consistency or they generally lack something that keeps them at the top um, of relevance as a deck. Um, and, and therefore, most of the time, you're not expecting to see something like that at a regional level um, event. So um, having having a rank ladder would definitely help with that. Um, I 100% agree with that. Um, Chuck, what what do you say about it? Um, I just want a usable online version of the Pokemon card game. Um, now, like... For me, a newer version, I feel like I would, I should be like getting a more visually like appealing version of the Pokemon card game. But like, as long as the game, I'll wait for visual appealing for another two years. Like, really? Like, as long as the game plays the card game and with like no all the cards and they're not bugged, I mean, we still don't have gift energy and, and, PTCGO. So, True. like, as long as the cards are available and usable, and I'll be okay with it. Um, because I don't necessarily play a whole lot online to begin with, as it is. I am purely the guy, I'm sitting here waiting to get on my phone. Like, because I am not in front of a computer most often. So, right. live will probably get me online more often. So that's I'm excited for that. Uh, it just I just I, that's all I'm really worried about in live is that the game functions in a in a good way, not like taking too long for animations or or right. or, or weird buggy interactions. That's all. Because um, I mean I know that they did build a trading card game simulator from scratch. They didn't they they didn't like that's the one thing like. They didn't take lot like they didn't take PTCGO and go like show code copy paste yeah. to live and we're like let's go let's now it's PTCGL like uh it, they built it from scratch so they're building all these card interactions all over again so all I want them to do is make sure that the card interactions work and then uh I'll be okay with that from there I'll make do with the dusting system i think neither neither system is like awesome like the best like i think there's flaws in both systems i'll just make do with whichever one is like obviously we got trading in o right. and then dusting in l i'll make do in either one so For sure i i just want honestly, a, a working game that's right. all i mean i i'm excited for the dusting i think it's overall better than the trading um, I'm not getting hung up on the Pokemon trading card game and I need to trade a card. Um, <laughs> you can do that plenty with the IRL cards. Um, I think it's 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 definitely exciting um, to, for that testing, like Ryan kind of said. Uh, and to be honest with you, when I first started playing Pokemon uh, competitively, I would be on the ladder all the time, grinding games, grinding the ladder, like getting those prizes, getting... I don't know, like four thousand points in a in a in a time period, and I, now I I'm lucky if I get to the third, the third you know uh, rung of that ladder, um, let alone even get like the 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 card that is a prize uh, for there, and it's just it's just because the game's kind of stale, um, like you said, 
for practicing purposes. I would, if I'm, I'm prepping for a tournament, I'd rather just play with my friends uh, at my house or at the game store or, or just kind of, you know, simulate the game, the headspace, or, or even watching, uh, like you said, Azul, Trick Jim, like any of these top players. Uh, I think sometimes there's more value in that than just playing random ladder games. Uh, so anything that can make it a little bit better for the competitive player and having a rank system, I think is, is huge for the game for sure. I, I think one thing that people forget about is the best online client to play Pokemon right now is actually the one on Limitless, the tabletop one. Mm -hmm. I spam that so much more than I spam like PTCGO. Just open up two windows. Sometimes I, so I work at a game shop. Sometimes it gets slow, right? Uh, I just have two windows open and spam decks against each other. It's so much better. It's so much better. Right. So right. yeah, if if L ever fails, just go to go to Limitless. They're yep. better. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, remaining to be seen. We have a little over, you know, probably like seventeen days out of this recording when it's supposed to supposed to drop live. Um, just remember, um, if you do port your collection over, make sure. Uh, you've you've done all the, the the trading and stuff that you want to do beforehand. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say anything about uh, online ending. So, I mean, if you get one, go... yeah, it, you may not have to port right away. So, you can always you know try it out, see if you like how it plays, and if you don't, then like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to online until yeah. live is it. Their starter decks so. are pretty legit. Like, their starter decks are, like, actual somewhat competitive decks, so, yeah, right. you can also just, yeah, just don't port over and play play those out, because they're semi-competitive anyway, so you'll, you'll get a good yeah. grip of For cards. Sure. For sure. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation jump into this last segment and you know talk about toronto and you know the the meta that will be you know going to the next few regionals um with silver tempest being released um this will be you know a, a semi-impactful uh set with decks like lugia or reggie's and even having what is it the the forest seal stone which you know those cards are all looking to change the meta um so i i want to jump in i guess and see do you think the meta is going to drastically change? And what do you think? Do you think do you think Lugia is, um, you know, for real? It's dominating the J the Japan uh, circuit right now. Do we feel that it is going to be that next BDIF and you know the top dog everybody has to contend with? I think. I mean, obviously, the deck is doing well in Japan, so naturally, like, it's going to do... Like, it, we don't play a different card game. Our metas mm -hmm. are different, but it's not a different card game, so it should be relatively similar success. I I don't know. I don't know yet, because I know a lot of people on Twitter are saying that testing me... Like, testing Lugia is going pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't purposely... I personally don't play until set releases, um, for the most part, so... I haven't gotten to do testing, but just off visuals, I, I mean, yeah, Lugia is a really good package. Amazing package. Archeops has, like, super good ability, deck thinning, uh, energy acceleration, special energies of all things, um, and whatnot. So it really is just, is it consistent? Because, like, yeah. if that, if you can make that package consistent, then, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if it was busted. Every, every deck in the game, 
that is at the top right now is energy acceleration with Arceus, Palkia, Regis, and Lugia. So, yeah, right. accelerate energies to win the game, basically. Yeah, so it's, it's if you can get that consistency, energies accelerate the game, and then that way you can get your backup attacker set up uh, much faster. Um, so it, I, I don't disagree with anything you say. I think it is going to see a large portion of Toronto uh, regionals meta. Um, maybe maybe that 20%, like we were saying before, where, where Mew was running rampant. I don't know if it will see that same success or like Palkia when it first came out, where the top eight was literally all Palkia and Talion. Um, but I, I definitely think it's to be respected, um, test, play tested either for or against um, and be prepared for that deck. I, I honestly, for Toronto specifically, I actually don't know. I If I were to bet on it, I would put it as like the third most played deck personally. Really? I don't I Because I think it's going to be good, but I, I, may, I, I could easily be wrong on this one. I would not be surprised necessarily. But yeah, I just feel like that deck is a little... I don't know the word. It's a little specific on how it wants to be played, I feel like. Because like, mm. if you mess it up and it's inconsistent, then you're going to go 06 because you drew brick hands every game. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if you, because that kind of deck wants to be consistent, and usually decks aren't usually consistent for the, like the first two tournaments or, you know, like first tournament or so. And as we kind of build onto it, then it gets really good. So, I mean, it might be played a lot and not do amazing. I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to be like, I, I do think the deck is good, but I don't think it's as good as, or it's not going to be like as dominant as Mew or Palkia right. in play and also just in numbers. But I don't know. I know a lot of people that's, that's also fair. like Lugia. A lot of people like Lugia as a Pokemon. It is a, so definitely that, a fan favorite. Um, there is a lot riding for it. Um, yeah, like you said, though, consistency is the number one question when it comes to the deck because it does damage output. It does the energy acceleration. It does all that stuff. Um, so can we just get it consistent? Uh, and like you said, I think you are right. There is some, there is something to be said about um, you know those first couple of tournaments. Uh, Your deck is not refined um, and, and solved, quote unquote. So we'll see. Um, I, I still personally think there will be a quite a bit of them. Um, expect to see one or two if you you know in day one um, for sure. Um, if it's good or bad, I don't know yet. But I I, I lean towards it's probably going to be one of the best decks. Yeah, I I definitely think it, it'll be up there. I don't know. I, I just I kind of have to see it in action a little bit more. Um, I, I I don't know. In my head, I just feel like it would, still would be not necessarily on pace. I mean, some other things could just outpace it or it can be a little bit more inconsistent than certain things we have in the meta currently. Right. So it would lead me to be it maybe it's just another deck in the fold. I, guess. I, th I think um, one thing to point out too, since it's dominating in Japan, Japan plays best of ones. They don't play best of, uh, best two out of three, which doesn't right. seem to be like a big deal, but really high ceiling decks. So decks that have a lot of power that uh, aren't as consistent in a sense, usually do a lot better in a best of a best of one. Cause if you're only coin flipping once, right, you literally have a 50, 50 chance to win every game. I don't know if uh, if Lugia is that you know that power like to consistent level, but yeah, I mean, if if you're if you're playing best of ones, it, it's always a coin flip. Like coin flipping two out of three rounds is a lot harder than coin flipping one, right? The that, majority of times, so that and I think I just saw that 
it's incredibly popular at Japan, like in Japan, like too, like insanely high numbers played, mm-hmm. like um, not just because it's a popular Pokemon, I guess. But. Right. I mean, my first initial thought when that card was revealed um, that it was like a very similar, at least in spirit to Zora arc that we've already seen here, where it's great if it goes turn one and then, you know, turn two, it's like throwing that beat stick down. Um, but is it better than that? Like maybe, probably, I mean, evidence shows that it is like, very light evidence, but um, uh, I don't know. Zora arc still seen a little bit of success, but not nothing near that like top, top level of like BDIF or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how well because yeah, my my initial impression was like it was a really good tier two deck. That's why like what I placed it at like when I first saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, this seems like kind of what you want in a tier two deck in a sense of like it has playable stuff, right? It, it obviously has some cool plays with this um getting Pokemon from the discard pile. It's a normal type, so it doesn't hit for weakness. Um, but it means that it has it can play with any energy so you can play some weird tech cards in there um but obviously a lot, a lot of people are high on it so it, it i do think now i would probably rate it a little bit higher um but yeah i'm i don't know i i'm so curious as to how much it will be played is, is mm. the bigger thing because i i definitely think it's a good deck but like how many people will play that deck right yeah remains to be seen um, all right, so let's jump on to the next deck. Um, and this deck just never goes away, and it seems like it's actually in a better spot than it has been in a um, recent um, history, especially since, like, the Lille uh, Regionals, Mew uh, VMAX. Um, it, it definitely looks a lot different than when it first came out with the Fusion Strike energies. Now, it, like, the more dominant version is the, um, you know, double colorless with, you know, all that engine with a bunch of supporters with the the Silenes um, in the, you know, looping the, the the tablets and all that fun stuff um you know I, it's a it's a deck that <laughs> it's just surprisingly good because on paper at least it looks like it's inferior to its older version but it's just having those results so um what are your feelings on mew and its placement or its place in the meta right now i think this deck is actually gonna be pretty good i don't think it's gonna change on the ranking like the tier list much like i think it would probably still sit in the same area but um i think you might be a little be able to be a little bit more creative with it um because so if usually roxanne path kind of ruins the deck yeah but the new version kind of adds some consistency where roxanne isn't as big a deal but you can roxanne path yourself pretty consistently right now because if you play say i don't know if this is correct this is like literally just i was driving uh, on the way and i i knew this would be brought up so i I was thinking about it if you play like two or three of those item cards uh the the tool that lets you search for an item that obviously lets you that lets you search under path so that doesn't erase the ability um and normally you would only want to play like one or two because um just because it, it, you can only use it once, right? But if you play, if you up to count like two, three, maybe four, four seems cutting it, but you can easily play it, right? You can play it on all your Pokemon. And Tool Scrap, it gets rid like you can't Tool Scrapper, Roxanne, pass me if I have like four down. You know, like obviously four is high, but like you can't do that. So I, I do think the deck is actually going to be pretty decent because 
you can now play two or three path yourself instead right. of just a normal zero to one. Um, and that hurts straight beyond quite a bit. So again, I don't know if it's going to be like really good, but there is, some, it's definitely a deck that needs to be tested a good amount because yeah, playing like two to three in pa path and Mew was completely unheard of, but I, I do think it's actually playable right. now. So I don't know if that's the best like, way. Path, but path is not like the, as big a deal to Mew anymore. Yeah. Like, like you said, with that, with that stone being able to, um, you know, throw that on any Pokemon, even if they lock you, um, you, you essentially have a V-Star power and you can get right out of it and, and just keep going um, and, and keep that consistency train up early. Um, lock out the Drapions, like you said, um, from being able to attack you. Uh, so the deck, like, a, it, it definitely looks a lot different than it did when it first came out, but it's still pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Mew... I think Mew will go through another shift maybe um i potentially see the the argument for bringing meloetta back because as much as you can keep uh, uh that uh tablet on on like on uh standby mode is the big red button to hit if you get path and rocks and later in the game like it also can be the you know, the big red button to get that one card that you need to finish the Meloetta knockout. Right. Uh, it also it also makes like your turn one make... kills uh, consistent, too. So, like, if you know yeah, the deck it, you're playing it, against it, it, doesn't play many path, you just pop it early, get that uh, Elisa, and then boom, you're yeah, knocking you, out there you could, Pokemon. It, it could make Meloetta turn one, even though somehow, even though when you played it, it was, like, automatic, it could make it even automatic, automatic. <laughs> right like even more automatic even though every time i played against it it seemed automatic right. so uh, it, you could i could see a shift back to that for people that want to maybe be a little bit greedy i do like the double turbo energy build of mew uh and you have a little bit of room to just have that be that safety guard still uh by adding that card in there um so Mew could be uh, a little bit of a influx deck that may not settle till a little later in the met in the meta mm -hmm. of Silver Tempest. Yeah, because... I do. I do think it'll be good though. I yeah. agree with that. Right. I mean, the only thing I would say for the double turbo build compared to the Fusion Strike, um, it is seeing a lot of success, but we're not seeing a lot of energy disruption or hammers being played. Um, but if somebody figures that out, that deck can just get wrecked right there. I mean, I know there's Silene, um, but by, by the time you get there, you might just be in trouble, right? So there is some give and take there. Well, I will say I will say this, too, uh, with either version of Mew that comes back. If Lugia becomes a wildly big hit uh, that it seems like it might be, uh, you have... Uh, they're everyone's favorite uh, B is going to come back out because that everyone's favorite if this special energy goes up by extra enormously is the word I'm trying to spit out. Uh, then the B is just going to come back and just start smacking everybody. So uh, I don't disagree because <laughs> it, it'll it, he found a way to punish special energy decks before. Palkia kind of came in and said, "Look, you can't do anything to me." So he may be on. He may be a, a dark horse in this meta too. 
Yeah, I mean, RCS is is versatile with you know having you know capabilities of playing uh, Beedrill and other attackers. Uh, but you kind of mentioned it where the reason that deck kind of went away was Palkia, um, Palkia, Inteleon, Palkia, Karim. Do you think those decks are still viable? Um, and where do you see those being placed right now? Do you still there are any interesting techs with the new with the new set coming out? Uh, I mean, everyone likes a green stone tablet. Everyone likes a mini Starbirth, right? I mean, Palkia maybe not so much, but if, Pal uh, potentially a mini tech there. But I think Palkia just uh, does what Palkia does now and continuously bees the continuously is like the fastest deck in the meta continues to just set up and do things that it does and have a lot of different plays and outs to things uh and and stays that way i don't see anything that glaringly says i need to go in, into palkia at the moment off the top of my head but uh yeah i i, I think he might one or two minor changes uh for things that happen in the meadow. Um, and then that it's still just business as usual for Palkia. Right. I think Palkia, I don't, oh yeah, I, I agree with the fact that I don't think there's many cards that you want to add. Uh, I think the leafy camo poncho, the one that makes you like anti-boss. Oh, it's V-Star or V-Max. Nah, not even that card. I, I really think that there's not too much that the deck wants, um, except for maybe um, a little in Vulpix might be mm -hmm. like decent, just as a um, a wall card to potentially have. Uh, I don't know if that'd be like amazing, but I I'm definitely gonna try it out. But I do think that the advantage that something like Palkia has is that um it's somewhat low maintenance to a certain degree not low maintenance in the same way that rcs is but low maintenance as in the fact that like as as soon as i get like one sobble down i should be good type of thing um and it's not going to change that right like yeah. nothing you know you're not until sobble or i'm at the drizzle chain rotates then i don't think pulky will be bad so it doesn't get anything but it doesn't lose anything. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing that I have to be wary on is like weakness now because Lugia will also share weakness with it. So you have something with that, but also like Palkia wants to one shot you majority of the time anyway. So like right. when in a game where you're always going to be one shotting, obviously that's not what we're in, but like if, if I play a game, so like Vikavolt, right? Um, if you're playing Vikavolt and I one shot you, you one shot me, then like we're just trade whoever went first type of thing. Uh, wins obviously it's not that simple but yeah um so yeah i don't think it loses anything bug is i think still gonna be decent i don't think it gets anything so there's nothing to talk about really but maybe I, a lone voltex potentially that's not yeah. a bad bad one you did mention a deck that i'm heavily considering and and on the testing train right now is is vika volt um with lugia being weak to lightning with um with you know Palkia just being weak to lightning, the Sobble train using a lot of items there, plus the Lost Box uses a lot of items. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of heavy percentage with uh, with with uh, Vigavolt out there, but, but where do you feel that Vigavolt uh, lands? Do you feel that it's it's viable, or do you think it's kind of just uh, um, you know just kind of missing something? 
I don't feel any particularly uh, like sort of way for Vicable just because it's a deck that I would have to test. But even this meta currently, I don't think Vicable is too bad. Um, yeah, so like Palkia, I don't think its weakness is electric. I think its weakness is like not playing trainer cards. You right, know, like bra right. breaking is its weakness. So like Vicable hits both of those, which is nice. Um, so I I'm interested. I'm interested, especially because. Um, if you, I think it's a deck that would want to go second, surprisingly. Right. Yeah, with the Melanie um, play and having. Yeah, yeah. Having so you the... want to play Melanie, and if you can hit Lugia, regardless of weakness or not, again, um, weakness is nice, but it's not necessary. If they can't Ultra Ball their Archaeops away, then I feel like they'll be in a bad spot. Obviously, they still have access to something like um, Professor Research and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, if you can if you can get rid of those ultra balls early, that could be game changing. Yeah, that, you could potentially lock a lot of people out turn one and um, so yeah, lose control at that point. <laughs> exactly. So I'm definitely testing that deck because I think both tier one decks. Like if I was to make a tier list, I think tier one would be Palkia, Lugia, and then potentially Mew. Um, mm. And I think that deck can handle all three of those decks with the added of like Drape Drapion mm. potentially. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, I'm interested in that one. That one, I, I, electric is definitely my favorite typing. So every time I see like electric attackers be like decent, I'm, I'm like looking at them. So we'll see, but I like Vikavolt. I yeah, think it's gonna sure. be decent. Do you think Vikavolt needs uh, the Reggie Alecki uh, to help with the damage modifiers, or do you think he's good enough just trying to be consistent without the Reggie to to do the damage modifiers? I think it. I don't think it needs it, but it's a why not card, like. Mm. More damage modifiers in Pokemon are absolutely busted. Like, if you can put damage modifiers in your deck, you almost always do. I, f I feel like, again, I've only been playing for a year, so who knows, but they feel busted. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary, but it is a why not. Like, yeah, why not? Because also, like, most Pokemon can't one-shot that right now. Um, So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I think that would be a really good card. No, I not, not enough fighting in the format to not play it. I'm going to say I think it's necessary because uh, if if it wasn't necessary, I don't the people would be playing Vikavolt more often now because that's the main thing it's getting out of this. And I think the damage bump is necessary for it to deal with things that aren't Palkia. I agree. I yeah, it thing. helps to beat I mean, the fringe I, decks. I, I don't I agree think it's, with it's that. Not, I don't think it's necessary to be like, oh, so I can one-shot Palkia quicker uh, it's or or something like that. But it's just so that you can actually get out of a like an Arceus matchup without having to like five-shot it. Yeah, um, true. Because if you give Arceus five turns where it can just sit there, like it's going to get the card it needs eventually like to get out of this lock and, and be able to beat you. Like uh, that's the thing I think was holding it down. It just doesn't do enough damage. Uh, now that you can do over a hundred damage, potentially, um, on an attack to V's and V stars, uh, you're two shotting stuff. Most things you're you're getting into the realm of two to three shot, and that is enough to where you're slowing them down with the item lock that they can't get out of the lock or get just randomly top deck the card they need or just slowly attach energies like one a turn to get over the hump to knock out your Vika Bolt or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in it. Um, 
as of right now, if, it's a top runner for me for testing for Toronto. Not that I mean, we did see, uh, did we, we saw one in Salt Lake City, but like right. if it didn't I mean, need that damage buff and it would be fine as is, like I just don't, why is I mean, it not popular? I, you you saw Tord like play it at Worlds. Popular I mean, at the moment. yeah, I mean, yeah, but you saw you saw players like Tord play it at Worlds. Um, obviously he didn't win, but he, he still got placement that, and there was something to be said there because the, the game is very heavily reliant on items right now. Um, and that's even been, it's even more apparent now because lost it or the lost box zone or the lost, the lost, uh, zone decks, Garatina just lost box on its own, play a lot of item cards as well. Haven't really talked about those now, but, um, you know, again, there's just, a lot to potentially be there, but obviously that the damage output is huge because if it can't just take shots, um, sometimes it's not worth it. So yeah, the big the big thing is is how fast it can get running because if it can if you can consistently get it running like turn one if you go second slash turn two then yeah I think you're set because yeah because it, it, if that deck cannot item lock you like early then you're yeah because if you if we're playing the same game then I'm losing right. I so, but I, I'm interested. Yeah, that's the that's the first deck I'm testing, mainly because like again, my top. Oh, I forgot to say. Yeah, I think Reggie's is really good. So it, my tier list would be Reggie. Yeah, that was tier. the next. The, but, that was the next one I was gonna. But talk about. I, I've <laughs> already kind of seen the rest of the decks that I think are at the top, other than Lugia, and I think Vigil, I like Vigavolt more than Lugia. So yeah, yeah, that's my first deck I'm testing. All right, so let's talk about Reggie's the the baby Reggie's. Um, the deck has seen a lot of play from a lot of top players recently. Um, do we still think that holds true uh, in this next meta? Um, you know, with some of the decks we've already talked about, or even just uh, Lost City becoming a thing and hurting the deck. Um, do we see, do we see a drop off, or do we still see dominance in the Reggie uh, the Reggies? Uh, if you want to day two regionals or win, I I say play Reggies. I think that deck is so good right now. It's yeah, it's plagued with a lot of weird um, stigmas and, like, people just don't want to play it for some reason. I'm one of those people. I, I don't, I have no idea why, but I hate that deck. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to play it, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, before Silver Tempest comes out, I'm going to be testing that deck a lot. But I think the deck just gets better because um, you gets better and that's a good matchup. Um, Palkia and Lugia are probably pretty awkward, but you just don't. You just don't have bad. You don't have like you have bad matchups if people tech for you, but when you have a deck like Lugia that comes out and it's like probably tier one, right? Really, really good. Um, when you're playing a deck that can get countered easily, you're pretty happy because now the meta is now split up another pie chart on it with Lugia and now even Vikavolt, um, potentially. So like that pie chart gets bigger, and Reggie loves that because you can't play. Ice Q and Empoleon so consistently. So yeah, well, I think I think I think ones. that deck is gonna be freaking crazy. Uh, that deck is I don't think it's gonna be the best deck, but I think I think it yeah, I think tier one is gonna be Mew, um Polkia, Lugia, and, and Reggie's. Yep. Okay. Going from baby Reggie's to the new um Reggie Drago and basically Mewtwo Mew for dragons. Um how do you feel like that deck's going to play? I, I, I know um, some of the top players in early testing said that deck is complete garbage. Um, I have not had testing with it, um, but how do you feel that that deck does seem like it's just missing right now? Something, something to make it actually like tier one. 
I think it's going to be good, in, like, next set after rotation or something. I don't know. Right. It, it's, it's a really cool, like, yeah, cards like that, like Mew to Mew, like, cards that can just have so much so much playability, like, there is, you can do so much different plays with that are always pretty good. But, yeah, we don't have anything that accelerates grass energy in a good, consistent way. So I don't think it'll be that great, this format. I don't think it's as bad as some people are saying. I've seen people put it, like, really low on tier list and yeah. just say like it, it is like garbage which i think is a little unfair um but yeah i don't think it's going to be amazing it's just too awkward to get those energies because if you miss if you miss like turn one attachment turn two attachment it if yeah it gets weak pretty quickly right right i agree Chuck? i'm not gonna give up on my hot take on that <laughs> i think it's gonna be the the one that comes out of this set uh, I I don't think it's going to be uh, popular. Uh, I think, but I do think someone's going to figure it out and get a good result with it. So you will see it do well You'll somewhere see it day along two, the lines, somewhere. But yeah, um, someone will make it work. But um, I don't think it's going to turn into a fan favorite uh, until someone wins something with it. Uh, but that may not happen in the first after the first set release. Okay, so one of the last decks I want to talk about. I know we're running a little long. It's been an awesome episode so far, by the way. Um, but uh, lost the Lost Box um, with and without Caratina. Do we still feel that it's a deck that is viable, that's going to see a large percentage um, and see success? Or do you think we're going to see it slightly start to drop off here with some of the newer cards? I think it's going to be pretty good. I don't see. Uh, well, actually, I I think it's gonna be all right. Yeah, if you're a fan of Garatina and you're grinding games on it, I don't think you should put it down. If you're looking for a deck to like play next set though, and you haven't already grinded it out, I would not recommend picking that one up. Right. I think it's a pretty high skill cap like deck. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's probably somebody better on it than you. But the biggest problem is I think it. Yeah, I think it just struggles into what might be popular next set so like if vika volt is popular again have no idea but if it is item locks are pretty bad because i can knock out your comfies and also um You're, make it to where yeah. you can't switch and do all that stuff right. um it kind of loses to lugia because one v guard energy kind of makes your day a little sad because you're now hitting for like 250 or whatever um, and then different things like that, you know, it's it, like if they throw a big parasol on, then you just kind of sit there and cry the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like the stock is a little down on just at least Lost Box by itself um, and Tina a little bit as well. But, um, you know, the, the decks are still solid. They're still good. If you don't run into the, the you know, what we're saying is potentially projected meta, um, it, there's still a spot uh, for it. And, you know, being able just to insta KO something, um, like a big V Max or whatnot, um, still is pretty appealing and and it you know a good strategy. Yeah, and I to be honest, if it's probably one of the decks that Vikavolt wants to feed on, so if it ultimately dies out a little bit, then I think Vikavolt's percentages go out a little bit either because it's kind of like that's the match that Vikavolt feeds on. Yeah, like you want you want to sit down and you're like, oh, lost zone, okay, because I'm taking prizes and you can't play items cards. So, um, yeah, that, that I think lost zone's still gonna do good potentially, but it's gonna be I think a rockier road 
uh, it's definitely got off the highway and is on some country roads now. So it's gonna, <laughs> right, right. going to have to do a little bit more work. I don't disagree. Um, okay, so before we end this then, um, is there any other decks that you guys think we should bring up that we might have missed um, or, or anything, any hot takes um, going up into this next meta before rotation? I have one quick hot take that I forgot to say when we talked about Reggie. Reggie's because I want Reggie's to go away. But I think Reg, uh, uh, Lugia is going to also bring about the age of uh, a lot more Temple of Sinnohs. Which also kind of, and you're going to find that in decks being more prevalent uh, because it is it's more than just a, this is my Reggie counter. Right. So uh, Reggie's might find itself running into a little bit more roadblocks than it's used to. Not that I think the deck's going to go anywhere and or can't deal with them, but uh, I would love to just watch that deck go away. So. Yeah, I think I think that card alone kind of saves Giratina because that yeah Temple's you know. Because Giratina doesn't mind playing it, especially because like Wash Energy and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then you add Lugia and Reggie's into the mix. You kind of now even more fine. So, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Sure. I mean, I just, I can see other decks, even like a Palkia, just slotting one in to help that, both those matchups. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's been, a, because it's benefiting more than just Reggie's now. I feel like it might be a tech card that hit, actually hits a deck than is sitting in like the 61st, 63rd card. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- I, th- I think the one thing that ga- that card does is that like a lot of people are really reliant on having a specific game plan. Like they're very set, like, okay, I do this and then this type of thing. So it also like messes up. Now, this doesn't affect like top players and, and whatnot as much, I assume, but like Mew now has to attach two double turbos. Uh, which doesn't do the damage reduction, but I mean, still like committing that m- many energies. And if you just drape you on them, like then they're kind of shoot. Now I have only two energies to work with. And if they right. quick ball one of them or something early. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, and then, yeah, it hits a lot of just residuals like Giratina plays capture energy. So that might hurt them on an awkward turn. Vika full plays speed energy. So they might need an- one more card and miss it, you know? So right, right. Temple of Sinnoh, I think, yeah, is going to be pretty good because it just, like, accidentally hits a lot of decks. No, very, very true. Um, there's a, definitely a cascading effect there. Um, so it will be interesting to see. Um, and, and maybe these uh, decks that play Path of the Peak might just switch to Temple uh, overall just to be able to do that. Um, but, again, the meta's not even actually developed at all quite yet so we'll we'll see um i'm excited um like i said many many times but um i think that's gonna basically do it for us i think we had a lot of good conversation uh about you know just big tournaments in general uh preparation mindset all that stuff we've i've learned a lot from you um um and just getting to you know find out a little bit about you uh as a player it's been a, a joy and i appreciate you and thank you for coming on the podcast with us yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was a ton of fun. ton of fun. I, I enjoyed talking about everything. For sure. Um, before... Um, oh, sorry, Chuck. I was just going to do the same thing you're going to do. Okay. Well, I said it first. <laughs> so before, <laughs> before we let you go, um, this is the time for shout-outs and plugs. So, um, you know, give give out uh, shout-outs to all your homies and plug away on any of your um, social medias. Uh, yeah, shout-out to everybody that went to regionals with me. James, Sierra, Kenny... 
Jenna, they were all super cool, very supportive the whole time. Um, other than that, yeah, find me on Twitter, SwagLordRyan, R-Y-A-N. Uh, and hopefully on Twitch soon or YouTube. I'm not sure mm -hmm. yet, but hopefully we'll be moving over there. Um, but yeah, Twitter is the main place to find me for Pokemon stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening and joining in on our giveaway. Um, and we'll hopefully be doing that next month uh, as well. Uh, so again, thank you guys. And thank you, Chuck. And thank you, Ryan, for being here. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.